There are many questions on the web about financial planning and saving for retirement. Many of these questions financial advisors encounter on a daily basis. Coming up next, we're going to cover the most searched financial planning questions and answer many of them. So stick around. Come on back to Elevate Your Wealth. And now, Elevate Your Wealth with Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Welcome into Elevate Your Wealth. Your host, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for retirement. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And again, each and every week, it is always about retirement. But we also give you an opportunity to get on the calendar at Elevated Financial Management. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. So stay tuned for that. Again, these appointments are complimentary, and we will get to those appointments here in just a bit. So there are millions, I mean millions of searches online associated with financial planning. So we decided to kind of take matters into our own hands and kind of create a group of top questions being searched online regarding financial advisors. And we, you know, looking at Google and DuckDuckGo, everybody's kind of throwing stuff into the search engines. And these are the ones that came back. And we'll get the guys to comment on it. Casey, you're up first. And this is one that is typed in pretty much on a regular basis. What is a financial advisor? What can a financial advisor do for me? Yeah, it's a good question. I think one that a lot of people are just very unfamiliar with exactly what a financial advisor does, right? The the financial world seems very uh, mystic to a lot of people. And so it, it breeds a lot of questions. So uh, realistically speaking, a financial advisor is someone who helps you create and grow wealth to achieve financial independence. That's one of the definitions. Um, you know, Mark and I are certified financial fiduciaries. We have a holistic financial planning practice practice. And we specifically cater to uh, retirees and pre-retirees. So we're focused on retirement planning specifically. Um, the idea is that we can help you build a plan for your financial future, uh, utilizing different financial tools uh, to create the desired outcome that you have, whether that be accomplishing a legacy, uh, creating income in retirement, uh, whatever that is, there's, there's many shapes and forms that it can take. But uh, when it's all said and done, a financial advisor is somebody who can help coach you through uh, the financial world, give you options and tools that you can use to invest and build something solid for the future. Tell you folks, having a plan uh, and how you go about, you know, achieving that. I mean, working with a financial advisor uh, and you're going to do your research, right? You're going to uh, jump online, go to a search engine, type in some questions and see what comes back. And we we decided to kind of grab some of those questions and talk about them. So, Mark, this next one, what financial advisor should I use? Another question typed in quite often. Yeah, in fact, this one. <laughs> There, this is the kind of the million dollar question that that so many want to uh, know. What should they do? Who should they contact? Well, right now there's a buzz, buzzword in our industry uh, known as working with a fiduciary. So, really, what is a fiduciary? Well, a fiduciary is going to recommend investments and other different. Casey just mentioned planning options or tools that is going to best suit the client and their financial well-being. We, we can't look at helping anybody and put our interests first. The client must always come first. But there is one thing I do want to say when everybody wants to talk about a fiduciary. Bernie Madoff was a fiduciary. How did that work out for everybody? 
all attorneys are supposed to be fiduciaries. I think we all know how that goes. So it you can have the title, but you still have to do the right thing. So, but, but because the, the real definition of a fiduciary is that you have a legal obligation to always behave in the best interest of our clients. And another term that kind of goes along with this is what's known as the prudent man rule. Well, what does that mean? That just means what would I do as a planner? What would a prudent man do when it comes to uh, investing? See, so these are all things that you're going to want to find out and ask uh, how your uh, financial advisor might be licensed and, and, and just do some due diligence in, in checking that advisor out. Many questions uh, about retirement planning. We talk about it on a weekly basis, but we thought we would uh, take a look at what people are typing into search engines like Google and DuckDuckGo uh, when it comes to retirement planning, financial advising. And we came up with uh, quite a few of these, and we'll get to as many as we can. Uh, and here's a question that is typed in quite often too, Casey. What do I need to bring with me the very first time I meet with a financial advisor? Well, um, if you have a spouse, you definitely want to bring your spouse with you. Um, that's really ideal to have both people on the same page um, so that we can get a clear understanding of what's going on uh, for both of you and get a, a good idea as to the financial picture for the household. Uh, in addition to that, um, bringing statements for your financial accounts, whether that be, that be uh, IRAs or 401ks, brokerage accounts that you may have, bringing those statements can help the advisor uh, better understand how you're invested and what type of risk you're taking and that kind of thing, um, as well as social security statements. If you have a recent social security statement um, and any other financially related documents. So everybody's situation is different. Sometimes people already have a um, different uh, investments that they've set up, maybe an annuity or life insurance or things of that nature. And so bringing statements for those as well can be really helpful Again, just to paint as clear a picture as possible for the advisor um, that you're meeting with so that they can really truly understand where you're at. Uh, Mark, that's really important for us to understand where you are. And then from there, we start to make adjustment, adjustments as to how to uh, better travel down the path that you're currently on, or maybe we need to make a total adjustment um, and do something different. But it really starts with an analysis as to where you're currently at. And so um, just having a general understanding of your finances, what you spend on a monthly basis, all those kind of things is, is very helpful. If you put a little bit of time into it, it can help your advisor to uh, uh, make the most of the time that you have together. Elevate Your Wealth, you're locked in, of course, powered by Elevated Financial Management, where you can find Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins, the power behind this program. There's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar and have a conversation about your retirement. Uh, have you started planning? Uh, or are you in the middle of something and you need that second opinion? We're going to open up those spots here in just a little bit. But uh, we, we're taking a look at what people are searching for. There are a lot of you out there uh, that have these portfolios, but you don't have a plan. But you are trying to do your due diligence. You're getting online and you're searching for things like, you know, what is a financial advisor? You know, what can a financial advisor do for me? You know, what financial advisor should I use? The one I should pick? And what, what do I need to bring with me in that first meeting with a financial advisor? These are all highly searched questions questions on the internet. And here's another one, Mark, and you guys can comment on this, both you and Casey. How much should I pay to meet with a financial advisor? Maybe that first time. Yeah, that's a, that's a big elephant that, that gets in the room and, and people sometimes are afraid to ask that. We love answering that question 
I think that's something everybody needs to know going in. But the one thing I do want to share, when we put together a written plan, we don't charge for that. And we don't believe that in, in the initial sit down that you should be paying to come in and talk with anyone. That's just our personal belief and how we've run our practice. We, we know that it's going to take time. There's information that's going to be shared and you're kind of interviewing, you're kicking the tires a little bit, right? With that advisor. But you know what, to be very frank, we're doing the same thing with our, the people that come in and talk with us. We're interviewing them to see if we really want them to become part of our team as well. So, uh, but you shouldn't be paying for that when, when you sit down with them, because we need to find out what's going on in your life. And it does go beyond the money. There are some very, very important things that we talk about that a lot of advisors don't want to touch. Uh, taxes are a big one for us. What do you want your retirement to look like? What would you like to do in retirement? So these are just some of the things that you're going to discuss initially uh, with any advisor. And we believe you shouldn't have to be paying for that service. Ted, going over just questions that are typed in about financial advisors, people are trying to get their their information right. We have time for one more. We'll do it real quick, Casey. Uh, beyond the first meeting, how are advisors paid? Hit that really quick. Well, you know, it, it really depends on the services that they offer, what financial tools they have in their tool belt. Um, so there's a couple of main ways. Uh, you'll hear fee-based, meaning that they charge a fee for their planning. Um, you'll also hear about commissions. Uh, commissions being paid for selling particular investments, whether that be securities or uh, insurance related products. And so I, I guess don't let either of those terms really scare you away. I think what this really boils down to is understanding how that advisor is paid and what tools they have in their tool belt. You want them to have every tool available and then help determine which one's going to best help you. All right. Well, let's let's help some people. We've got spots on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management available right now. Guys, what's going to happen for the first 10 callers. You know, what's going to happen is we're going to put together a written plan for you that is done by a certified financial planner. What is that going to entail? Well, that's going to entail us taking a hard look at your taxes. We're going to look at your income sources. We then are going to want to do uh, cash flow analysis along with what is your monthly bills uh, looking like. We also are going to take a fairly significant amount of time and talk about the medical part of your life. Uh, do you have long-term care insurance? And then we also uh, lastly want to talk about estate planning with you. Uh, do you need a trust? How do you want to move assets to your children? So if you've worked at, you've worked at Boeing or you're working at Boeing or Warehouser and you've saved at least $250,000 or more, please, Pick up the phone and give us a call and let us put together a true written plan that can help to make your retirement the successful retirement that you've always dreamed about having. Ten total positions for the show. They're open now. Call 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. They will go fast. Again, if you've got at least 250000 saved towards your retirement or more, these strategies work best for you. 866 668 3625. When we come back, just because you turn 65, it doesn't mean you have to retire. And we'll talk about maybe some reasons why that statement is true. Coming up next.
Welcome back into Elevate Your Wealth. Your host, Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, Elevated Financial Management, where you can find them right here in Seattle. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business. They are fiduciaries and folks helping hundreds of their clients get ready for retirement. Check out a great resource website, efmnw.com. All letters, efmnw.com. Again, TV show links, Elevate Your Wealth, and all of our radio shows in podcast form. Great information there. Again, efmnw.com. So it used to be, you know, turning 65, sign up for your pension, go get that gold watch, and, and off to retirement. You're right off into the sunset. It's no longer the magic number, that 65. In fact, many are retiring earlier, and there are just as many that are retiring after the age of 65. So we wanted to give you some reasons uh, out there to kind of help you maybe make your decision. So, Mark, you're first up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go early because I've reached my savings goals. And boy, kudos for you. Anybody that's reached their number, their golden egg, you might say, uh, you don't need to necessarily stick around. But, you know, we need to figure that out, right? Because uh, today's retirement looks totally different than it did for our parents and grandparents. And a lot of that's because uh, many of the people that listen to our show or see our TV show, uh, they don't, they don't ha they're not going to have a pension. And what a game changer that is today. So, but if you've been fortunate enough, you saved, you've, you've done everything in your power to get to whatever age that you want to retire, well, good for you guys. Um, and maybe you're just ready to say, you know what? I don't want to see my boss anymore. I'm tired of this and I want out. So it's something that you should be very, very proud of because if you've done the hard work and you did what you needed to save everything that you needed to retire, you shouldn't feel obligated to stick around any longer. One of the biggest challenges, I think Casey agrees with this too, is getting our clients to go from being a spender mm -hmm. You know, uh, from a saver, I should say, to a spender. It, they just don't want to do it. They want to save, 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 even when they retire. And, you know, you worked hard to fund your retirement. And I love, we tell this to all our clients. This is about your retirement, not about your children's inheritance. Okay. So there's no reason not to leave money to our children, but you need to have a solid plan to make your retirement be what you want it to be. You've got to be willing to spend some money to maybe do some of the things that you dreamed and talked about doing for the last 30 or 40 years or more. When you're going to retire, what's the number? I mean, we, we've always heard over the years, hey, 65, that's the retirement number. But guess what? People are retiring before 65 and some are working well past age 65. And what are the reasons behind that? So, Mark, uh, very nice job just explaining, you know, hey, once you reach your savings goal, you can go. And if you get there before 65, head off into retirement. So this next one, maybe you stay a little bit longer, Casey, because you need that economic stability. Yeah, so many people hit uh, age 65, they think Social Security is going to be enough uh, for their financial needs for the rest of their life. And while that may have been true at some point or may have been the goal for Social Security at some point, that's, that's not enough for most people today. Um, you know, the average Social Security number is not going to be enough in, I think, the majority of the United States, but especially in our area. 
Um, you know, our, the, where we live is an expensive area to live. There's just no two ways about it. And so social security is probably not going to cover your spending needs in retirement. So that being said, many folks are working past 65 um, so that they can create that economic stability into a potentially 30-year retirement. Um, that's, that's not unreasonable to think that you might have a 30-year retirement. Uh, life expectancies are longer than they've ever been. And uh, with continued advances in medicine, we imagine that they will continue to go up. And so, um, you know, it's, it's hard to save for not working for 30 years to save enough money to support a 30 year retirement. So if you haven't reached that goal yet, like Mark was just talking about, if you haven't reached that goal that you need, that nest egg size that you're looking for, um, then continuing to work can be um, obviously the best way to make sure that you can fund a retirement appropriately and continuing to save. Of course, there's other boxes that need to be checked too, but continuing to work um, so that you can let social security roll up and continue to build your nest egg uh, to make sure that you're covered in retirement. Reasons to hit retirement, and it may be before 65, it may be well after 65, but these are the ones that are coming in. You know, you've saved, you know, enough. You've reached your goal. So go, whatever age that is, you go into retirement. And then maybe you need that economic stability. Maybe you work a little bit longer past the age of 65. And then mark this next one. We talk about this quite often, and it's the mental side of, of getting ready for retirement or working in retirement. But maybe you want to work a little bit longer and just feel better about it and, and have that socialization. I think I've shared this with the listeners in the past, but I know I'm 66. I just turned that uh, last month. And so I love this job. I truly do. Uh, Casey, I think will attest to that. And I, I just don't see myself retiring uh, anytime soon because I, I, I just see that we're making a wonderful difference in our clients' lives. We love doing the teaching that we do out at the colleges that we teach at, the radio show that we do, the television show that we do. So we care about this. And as long as you have good health, that can be, I think all of us would agree, a real game changer. I know that uh, I look at my clients today that have been with me close to 40 years now, the ones that did work or found a part-time job, or maybe they volunteer someone somewhere that they love being at, has made a huge difference in their life. They tend to stay healthier uh, if they tend to work, whether it's part-time or even maybe full-time, if that's what you want to do. They tend to have fewer major illnesses. Uh, and I think it's because they're staying both physically and mentally active. And so I think another big thing that we miss when we retire sometimes is the social interaction that we have with our workmates yep. uh, and the people that we love being around. I know that now we can be around the wife more often or the husband more often. But a lot of times I know my wife tells me to just get out of the house, get out of here. She doesn't want me around like uh, all the time, like to replace all the work time, eight or 10 hours a day. Now we're going to be together and that's, that's really good, but you want to have a plan for that. What are you going to do in retirement? And that's what I think a true retirement planner is going to help us with. It's not going to be just about making sure your money is safe or going to last long enough, but it's all of these other things that need to be taken into consideration to, to show someone how they can have a really happy and long retirement 
life. And Mark, your wife's just basically in a very loving way say, go do your own thing. That's exactly what she said. Exactly. 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 Yep. So, I mean, age 65, we hear the number all the time about retirement. Some people are going early. Some people are going a little bit later than 65. So what are the reasons for that? And and one's a pretty obvious one, Casey, and that is, you know, you're not at full retirement age. Even if you are at 65, you might not be there yet. Right. So depending on what year you're born, uh, when we think of Social Security, depending on what year you were born, uh, your full retirement age is going to vary. For most people, it's some version of 66 and some amount of months, depending on, again, the year that you were born. Um, yeah. So if you were born after 1959, so 1960 and later, then your full retirement age is, nine, is 67. And so if you haven't reached that yet, then you can't claim your full Social Security amount. You would get a reduced amount. Now, if you have reached full retirement age and you continue to wait until age 70, the amount that you're going to receive from Social Security will continue to increase. So um, obviously, if you haven't reached full retirement age and you want to maximize that, you're going to want to wait as long as possible. In addition to that, there's lots of talk about Social Security and the news and um, the changes that might potentially be coming with that. And so that being said, there there's even a possibility that full retirement age could get pushed out further than where it is right now. So um, it's just something to be aware of. And this really factors in heavily when it comes to building a plan for Social Security and comes to building an income plan. Uh, because if Social Security is going to be one of the main pieces of income that you have in retirement, you want to know exactly how it's going to affect you and how those changes are going to adjust your retirement. Well, let's open it up. We've got some space on the calendar. Again, we have 10 total positions for our radio listeners. Casey, what's going to happen for these 10 callers? Well, again, this is a, a complimentary, no obligation, written retirement plan put together by our team of certified financial planners. And so that being said, what we're really going to look at, part of it is Social Security. How can we optimize Social Security for you, um, help you build that out to be as strong as possible? We're also going to look at the current investments that you have inside of your portfolio, what kind of risk you're taking, what the expenses are, how that's affecting the growth and uh, how those investments react in up and down markets. We'll also look at your pensions if you have them. We'll look at annuities as we know that many folks have annuities. So we'll do a full annuity analysis and uh, we can't forget about taxes as well. So we'll try to understand where your taxes are out at and what can be done to lessen them in the future. So don't hesitate to pick up the phone and give us a call. 10 calendar positions. They will go fast. Call this number 866-668-3625. Again, 866-668-3625. If you've got at least 250000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. 866-668-3625. Again, 866-668-3625. Grab an appointment right now. So shifting gears from saving for retirement to spending in retirement can be a very difficult adjustment. The good news, well, it's a specialty. We talk about it all the time, and we'll talk about that when we come back. your wealth. Your hosts, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management right here in Seattle. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business. They are fiduciaries, folks, helping hundreds of their clients 
get ready for their golden years, ready for their retirement. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and each and every week it's the topics, man. And you're going to have questions about your situation when it comes to retirement. Maybe you haven't started planning, or maybe you need that second opinion. We have 10 positions on the calendar for the upcoming week. You can book at any time, but I'll tell you this right now, they go very fast. You can call right now, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. And again, if you have at least 250000 saved towards retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. All right, so let's get into this, guys. Accumulation. We've already talked about this a little bit versus decumulation and saving versus spending. So we're going to take a look at how we can get ready for this process. I mean, for decumulation and leading to spending, and it's okay to do it, folks. We've saved our entire lives, and people just have a hard time flipping that switch and going into spending mode. So these are things to consider when planning for decumulation or spending. So, Casey, we'll start with you. You just basically, mentally, you got to get ready. Yeah, I, as Mark mentioned earlier, this is something that uh, people have the hardest time with is going from being a saver to being a spender. Uh, and, and it makes sense, right? If you take a step back and you think about it, if you've been saving over the course of 20, 30, 40 years for retirement, and now suddenly all that money that you were never supposed to touch that you've had sitting quote unquote, on the sidelines building for retirement, you weren't supposed to take anything from it. And now you're supposed to start taking from it and stop earning your paycheck. That's a big psychological shift. And it's one that I think is very commonly understated, um, or maybe just not even talked about because so many are just not prepared for that idea to start spending what they've saved for. And so uh, we do a lot of uh, talking with our clients, helping them kind of bridge that gap start adjusting their mindset. Because when, when it comes down to it, you've worked hard, you've saved and saved over the years, and you've built that nest egg. And this is what it's all for. It's all for retirement. We want you to go live the retirement that you've been dreaming of that you want to have, spend the time with your loved ones and take a step back from your secular job. And so it's time to enjoy the fruits of your hard work. And um, it, that, that requires a mind shift or, or a mindset change. Um, and adjusting as to what this new phase of life is bringing to you. And so um, realistically, that's one of the biggest things. And there's lots and lots of articles about it, about how this is so difficult for people uh, to really just, again, transition from being a saver to being a spender. But it, you have absolutely got to do it if you want to enjoy your retirement. And a lot of people out there are thinking, oh, it can't be that hard, right? I, I mean, it's your money. <laughs> uh, but if you save 30 and 40 years and you watch it grow, and, and, and as you guys have pointed out, you've basically been told, do not touch it. Do not touch it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you were a kid and your mom told you not to touch stove because it was hot, you know, don't touch your savings because they're growing. And so now you're going from accumulation to decumulation. And these are things just to consider. One, get mentally prepared. And this next one, Mark, and it, it can help you document what your spending is going to be and build in that real budget in retirement. Yeah. And before I, I, I answer that one or talk about that one, I want to uh, talk about what you just mentioned, uh, Morgan. People don't want to spend their money. And I, Tom Hegden is a very well-known economist that I have a lot of respect for. And he does a great little video. And he talks about that what we do as savers, we, we don't touch our money and we don't touch our money and we don't touch our money. But all this time we were thinking we were going to join the country club or buy a boat or travel, but we never do. We don't touch the money. Then what happens? Well, we die. Well, then, then, then what? 
Then the money goes to the kids. And what do they do? They join the country club. They buy the boat and then they travel. See, but that's something that you should be doing, right? And I just like to highlight that a little bit because we want to show our clients it's okay to spend and you got to feel good about that. Now, we know that building a budget is important. And one of the things that I try and get my clients to do, because when they tell me, when I ask them, okay, what do you think you're spending on a monthly basis? Some are really good and they have that all documented, but a lot don't. And one of the things that I found over the years is it's a good idea to keep either a little notebook on your person. And when you buy a sandwich or you get a Starbucks or you pay a bill, you fill your car with gas, you buy groceries, record every single penny that you spend every month and do that for a couple of months. Because if if you do that, we believe it's going to show you a much um, closer to reality number that you're going to need each and every month. So we highly recommend that you do that because you're going to need to get very efficient about your spending versus when you had a check coming in every week or every other week. So having a a budget and building a a good plan for that really is going to make a nice difference in your retirement life. Things to consider when going from accumulation to decumulation. So you're you're in decumulation phase. You're 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 in the spending phase of your retirement. And yes, you need to get mentally prepared. You need to document your spending and build that real budget. And what about simplification, Casey? Declutter. Yeah, now is really the time to take stock of everything that you've got going on in your life, um, especially when it comes to the financial side of things. It seems like everything is a subscription anymore. It used to just be that maybe you had a gym subscription and maybe one or two other things, but man, things have changed and everybody wants you to sign up for their subscription. It seems like that's the only way to do business with a lot of companies is through a subscription plan. And so maybe you have subscriptions Um, that you no longer need, things that you've forgotten about that uh, need to just be canceled or taken care of. Um, In addition to that, we also just think about everything that we're doing in our lives. It seems like our lives are always getting busier and busier. And so you're kind of at this transitionary point, again, where you're going from accumulation to decumulation. Your life is in flux to some extent. So take stock of everything that you're doing and figure out those things that that you don't need to do. Um, Because those things that you don't need to do now that you have more time away from work, because you're not going to be working, if you're going to be living off your assets, you're truly in retirement, those things that you don't want to do that you shouldn't be doing can really start to overtake your life in other ways. So you want to be very cognizant of where you're at um, and start to get rid of those things. It's kind of like when you move, right? Every time you move, it, you, you realize, man, I've got so much stuff and you start decluttering and getting rid of things. And it feels really good. But then our natural tendency is, again, to fill those empty spaces in the house and the garage is packed and the closets are overflowing and all these kind of things. And our lives are the same way. So now is the the best time to take stock of where you're at, see what you can declutter, what you can get rid of. And that way you can really spend as much time as possible doing the things that you want to do, spending the time with your family, um, working on passion projects uh, at a nonprofit, whatever it is, whatever your circumstance is, we want you to do the things you want to do, not the things that you're trying to get rid of. We are talking about that phase going from accumulation saving to decumulation spending. So you are in retirement and you have gone into this phase. What do you need to do? Things to consider. Get mentally prepared. Document your spending. Build that real budget for retirement. You know, simplify your life. Declutter. And folks, 
This is very, very important. It needs to be part of your plan. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Mark, Casey, the entire team at Elevated Financial Management. We have 10 calendar positions. They are open now. You can call 866-668-3625 and grab one of those positions. Again, if you have at least 250000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. Call the number. Grab one now. They will go fast. 866-668-3625. So getting back to you know just that transition, going from accumulation to decumulation or saving to spending, uh, turning on lifetime income, Mark, I mean, Social Security, this is a big, big deal on how you do this. Yeah, this is this is ginormous in our in our business. We uh, look at this uh, very very seriously. In fact, uh, I'm a nationally certified Social Security advisor, and one of the things that people are doing today, which we believe for most people, not all, but a big majority, are claiming at 62, and we believe that it's going to cost you the median average person is probably going to lose close to one hundred eighty five thousand dollars if they do that. So when you claim can mean a big, big difference in your retirement income. Uh, And plus the fact that we do not have pensions anymore. Very few. I had a client today, he's going to have two pensions and wonderful. It makes all the difference when you have two or three guaranteed sources of income. I call it ROI, reliability of income. So we know if you wait till 70, that can be a good thing too when it comes to social security, but you don't necessarily need to. That's why you need to have a plan so that we can figure out what's the best strategy based on your individual circumstances. So the nice thing about waiting till 70 is your wife gets your 70 number as a survivor when you pass away. That's not the case with the spousal benefit. And so there's a big difference between survivor and spousal. Spousal is always based on the fraud number, the full retirement age number, not the 70 number if you did wait. So this is something we want everybody to understand. How can I maximize my Social Security and have that be a major pillar of your retirement plan. Tell you, going from accumulation to decumulation, it is a big point in everybody's retirement. Things that you need to be ready for, things you need to consider, just get mentally prepared, all right? Document your spending, build that real retirement budget. Uh, If you can, just simplify your life, declutter, get rid of the things you don't need, and then Social Security, make sure you're planning for it because it's a big part of your retirement. So, Mark, we have 10 positions on your calendar for the upcoming week. Tell us how the appointments are going to go. Again, these are complimentary, but again, 10 appointments. Okay, so if you come in, you're going to leave your checkbook at home. We're going to get the information that we need to create a written plan that's been designed by a certified financial planner. And inside that plan, we're going to look at the risk that you might be taking in your portfolio. How's your income? What is it going to be based on? Is it going to be fully guaranteed or not? What about uh, the health insurance decisions that you're going to want to make? How how important is maybe looking at long-term care? Uh, Do you want to leave a burden to your children in that regard if you should get sick? Then we're going to look at taxes. Taxes need to be addressed. And a lot of planners that get us up the mountain don't want to touch taxes. In fact, they'll suggest that you go talk to your CPA or your accountant. We we believe just the opposite. So again, we're going to look at all of this, including uh, legacy planning. So if you've saved $250,000, maybe you're working at Boeing, 
any of the big companies in our area, please pick up the phone and give us a call and let us design a written plan based on your individual circumstances. All right, there you go. We've got 10 positions on the calendar available right now. 866-668-3625. Again, if you have at least 250000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. Call now. These are complimentary appointments. 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Coming up next, is time for question and answer. Bellevue, Renton, Tacoma, and Ravensdale. You're up next. Welcome back into Elevate Your Wealth. Your hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management right here in Seattle. 42 years combined experience between these two. They are fiduciaries and they've been helping hundreds of their clients get ready for their retirement. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We are now into question and answer. If you've got a question you'd like to throw at the fellas, well, I've got a website for you. It's questions at, just an email address, questions at efmnw.com. That's questions at efmnw.com. Leave your question there and we'll use it on a future program. All right. Ben in Bellevue, here's the question. My employer just cut our 401k match completely. They used, they used to match it 100% uh, of our first 6%, but now they're contributing absolutely zip. I keep telling my wife that if they're not going to match, we shouldn't even put money in it either. So can you help me explain to her why? And should I do this? Well, Ben, that really stinks. Um, and you, you're not alone. Uh, there's there's lots of people that have had their uh, 401k matching cut uh, recently. It's also happened in years past, and then it's come back. And things are uh, in flux based on how the company is doing, how the economy is doing. And so that's really unfortunate. Um, and, you know, realistically, I would say I would I, I agree with you to some extent, Ben, depending on your overall circumstance. So, um, you know, taking that money that you're contributing into your 401k and potentially contributing that into an IRA, uh, could you give you some better investment choices? It would really just give you more control. Um, you're going to have a lot more investment options. You can uh, make those selections yourself. You can choose to hire a, um, an advisor to help make those selections for you. Um, you can invest in an annuity. You can do uh, many other things inside of an IRA that you cannot do inside of a 401k. And so uh, really, I think that's the biggest benefit is that you just have more control as to what those investments are, fine tuning them for what you want. But here's the here's the other side of that coin is that a 401k has a much higher contribution limit. So um, if you're over the age of 50 for 2023, you can contribute $30,000 into your 401k. And for your IRA, it's about 7,500. And so that being the case, you have, again, uh, more options inside of an IRA, but you have a much higher limit inside of a 401k. And so they, they both provide different things. Now, I'll, I'll also add to that, as long as we're talking about where we contribute, um, there's also the idea of contributing to a Roth. And that would make a lot of sense um, because we're choosing to pay taxes at today's uh, tax rates and letting that money grow tax-free. We're going to be able to take that out tax-free in the future. So I, I think realistically, Ben, you're heading down the right path, um, but there is some other things to consider. Um, and, and you want to make sure that you've got the whole picture in mind and potentially working with somebody that can help you see all of that. You want to add some of that, Mark? Yeah, I was just going to say too, a lot of times 
Ben, when we see somebody and they're not getting a match, Casey mentioned the Roth. We also have a vehicle that we are big believers in. It's what's known as an IUL, an Index Universal Life. And what's awesome about that vehicle is it can be designed for income. And that income down the road when we take it out in retirement is 100% tax-free. But you also get advantages along the way in the way of something unexpected, terrible does happen. You could have a death benefit that's going to go to your spouse or your children. So there are some other vehicles that we very much believe in, especially if you're not getting any match from your current employer. Question and answer portion of the program, Elevate Your Wealth. You're tuned to it. Our hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management right here in Seattle. We're in the middle of Q&A, but we're going to open up spots on their calendar. We have 10 positions. If you have at least 250000 saved towards retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. You can call and book right now, 866-668-3625. We'll tell you more about those appointments, but you can book now, 866 866- 668-3625. We'll tell you about those appointments coming up. So next question, Kenneth and Renton, would a reverse rollover from an IRA to a 401k help to reset your contribution limit for the year? I'm asking for a friend. Mark, I'll throw that one at you. Yeah. So if you're going to do that, and I, and I'm, I want to fully understand the question that you're asking, Ken, uh, but we believe the answer based on what we think you are meaning by this question, the answer would be no. Uh, you don't get to have put money in a IRA, then roll it over to your 401k and then go back and then contribute. Let's say you're under 50, you, you can put you know 6,500 in there. If you're over 50, you can put 7,500 in there. So uh, we don't think so if that's the question you're asking, can I take money from my 401 or my IRA and just put it over to my 401k and start all over again? So again, I think I would need a little more information to 100% answer that question correctly based on exactly what you are uh, wanting to do there. So again, I, I Casey mentioned it, you can put a lot more money into a 401k each year than you can an IRA, but you also have more limited uh, vehicles to, to, you know, direct that money inside the plan, a lot less choices, a lot less safe options inside a 401k versus an IRA. So there may be a lot of good reasons that you don't want to do that. I think there's a lot more to this type of planning than just the amount that you can contribute. There's a lot of factors that you need to really understand before you make any decisions like that. Question and answer portion of the program. Again, you're tuned to Elevate Your Wealth right here in Seattle, powered by Elevated Financial Management, where you can find our hosts, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Next question up, Tacoma, Maryland, asking this. Casey, this one's for you. My husband is 57 and aiming to retire at 65. His main IRA is with a big box chain and has about 330 k in it. After listening to your show, I figured I'd take what I learned and, and check the stocks bond ratio. I almost fell out of my chair, 86% in stocks. Should we rebalance with more bonds? We also have an additional 401k with 150k in it. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, th- that's really nice to hear, Marilyn. I appreciate that you've been listening to the show. You've taken um, that that counsel or that advice to heart, and you've put it into action. Um, here's what I'll say: You're not alone. Uh, <laughs> we talk about this a lot. We see this all the time. 
Uh, very commonly, people are invested much more aggressively than they realize. And when we say aggressive, uh, we're talking about heavy equity positions, heavy positions in very aggressive stocks in the market. And so that being the case, um, you said your husband's 57, planning to retire at 65. You're in the retirement red zone. He's in the retirement red zone. You're you're within 10 years from retirement. So what happens right now that that's directly affecting you will directly affect your retirement and the rest of your life. And so it's really important to understand that and understand the type of risk you're taking. So hats off to you for taking um, the initiative to do that. When it comes down to it, uh, when we think about the stock versus bond ratio, that is one part of the equation. Um, it, it could make sense to possibly rebalance and put a little bit more into bonds. But we also know that interest rates are going to continue to rise. And so um, that makes bonds not as appealing as they may be in a static interest rate environment um, or a declining interest rate environment. So, you know, without without going into all of the details, Marilyn, here's what I would say. Now would be the perfect time to have the conversation with an advisor to help you build a specific plan for you and your husband. Um, I, I think that's really the best way for me to answer this because 86% in stocks, well, there's lots of different stocks out there. Um, how aggressive are they? Are they very conservative? That There's a range of options there. Um, but just rebalancing into uh, heavier bonds may also not be appropriate because what's the length, uh, the length of those bonds, um, the term for those uh, maturity dates? And so, again, it's very situational. Um, you've, you've got to have a plan that encompasses all of these things together. So you've taken a really positive first step. I would say take that next step and sit down and have a discussion with somebody who can help you build something positive for the future. Final question of the program. Mark, this one's to you from Phyllis Ravensdale is where she's bringing this question for us. I recently turned 54 and began looking into long-term care insurance. I did a preliminary search online and was absolutely surprised to find out how much long-term care insurance can cost. On the other hand, the thought of needing care and throwing my family into financial turmoil as a result turns my stomach. I know a lot of people my age, that's nearing retirement, that don't have it. Is there a general rule of thumb you use that might help me decide? You know, this is really situational. I'm in this business today because I watched my grandparents, uh, my grandfather on my dad's side, he got Alzheimer's and I watched him lose everything except for the farm. So it is kind of a, a button for me that I make sure that I discuss with every client. And I understand, Phyllis, why you're struggling with this. I will say this. Uh, there are some very cool plans today in the life insurance world that will allow us to get long-term care benefits for assisted living, nursing home, or home care that are tied to the death benefit. So if I don't use it, I am not going to lose my premium. It's going to come back to my wife or my estate. So there's some wonderful tools that we can use uh, to, to do this type of planning. But you still have to be healthy. Casey talks about this all the time. You still have to be underwritten. So you have to qualify to be able to get it. Not everybody can do that anymore. And I'm one such person because of some many strokes that I had years ago. So you want to do this when you're healthy. And that's the time that most of us don't want to think about addressing this. So it can be costly, but it can be a lot more costly if you don't have it. And then you end up needing it because it can wipe out, blow your plan to smithereens 
um, I always mention about if an atom bomb is going to go off in your plan, it's going to be because you don't have any long-term care coverage. That's That really is a very easy, simple fact. Q&A in the books. Now the opportunity to get on the calendar at Elevated Financial Management. Casey, we have the 10 positions. Walk us through the 10 appointments. Well, for those that are willing to pick up and give us a call, um, this is, again, a, a complimentary, no obligation, written financial plan put together by our team of certified financial planners. Uh, we've talked about a lot of things on today's show. We've talked about going from accumulation to decumulation and overcoming that mindset change that has to happen. The best way to do that is to have a plan to prove to yourself that you can have the income that you need in retirement so that you can do all the things that you want to do. And that's exactly what we're going to help you with when you come in and sit down with us. We're going to help you build a solid financial plan for the future, an income plan. We're going to look at your taxes. What can you do to lessen your tax burden over the course of a 25 or 30 year retirement? We'll consider long-term care as Mark was just discussing. What kind of effect could that have on your plan? What can be done to adjust for that and to protect those assets that you've work so hard for. So there's many other things that we'll cover, but please don't hesitate. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. All right. Here's the number 866-668-3625. If you've got at least 250000 saved towards retirement, these strategies will work best for you. 866-668-3625. 10 spots. Call now. 866-668-3625. Another edition of Elevate Your Wealth is in the books. We'll see you on the radio next week. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The content provided is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific opportunity, offering, or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Each individual investor situation is different, and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved.